To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers podcast, episode 110. The Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to do what we do best, and that's discuss sports. Of course, you can find us on Opinionated Benchwarmers on Facebook, O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram, where we drop our graphics and our opinions and thoughts. And also, if you're in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, you can find us on the radio, 99.1, every Thursday, 9 a.m. to 12, as a part of the Simply Simone Show. So um, check us out, man. If you're in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, make sure that you're checking us out. Again, 99.1 FM radio in Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Hopefully, we can expand to other areas in the future. Fellas, I'm not going to hold us up. We have a lot to discuss, man. I'm going to jump right into it. How y'all feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Been a pretty good day. Uh, so I'm just in the mode, ready to record, man. I, I've been waiting on it, so I'm ready to get rolling. Same here, man. Ready to rock it, and uh, let's do what the OB team do. Take off like a rocket. But anyway, big news, man. Look, man, I'm going to jump right into it, man. The Wallace is not going to like this at all, man. It's, it's, a, it's a multifaceted subject here, man. Man, this dude, Jai Morant. <laughs> This dude dropped a 52-piece nugget last night, and it's looking like he's out on a vengeance this year. I mean, he is legitimate. is a legitimate MVP candidate after missing the All-Star game last year. Of course, he made his first one this year, but it's 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 amazing what he's doing. Uh, to me, I'll say this, and y'all going to kill me for this, but he, he kind of reminds me of a taller – I think a more refined Russell Westbrook to me, uh, just with his skill set. John Morant, I've been a fan of his since he was at Mar uh, at Marquette. It's just I, I like his length and size, uh, Pauls, um, for his position. He's a point guard. I think that he, you know, just his athleticism and what he do. I mean, I think his shot was will continue to improve. But man, look at him, man. He's He's in the top five leading the NBA in scoring. If I want to, if you want to correct me for all you stat buffs, I think he's averaging what 25 points per game right now. Uh, that average will go up. Um, but I mean, he's been amazing uh, to just to watch, man, and his progression. But, you know, um, let's start there and just give me your thoughts on his 52 point performance. And he dunked on, boy, he demolished. <laughs> Who was that? That was a. Uh, Ah, the Spurs center. Yeah, I'm forgetting who who he. Man, oh my Hold 
Yeah. Portal. Oh my bro, what was Portal thinking, bro? <laughs> like he moved over like he playing college ball. Like he just trying to take a toy. Man, Morant climbed the ladder and poked on him. Like, and you know John Morant is known for the what could have been type dunks, like yeah. he did versus, like get against Kevin Love like a couple of seasons ago. But oh my goodness, this dude is on the trampoline. The NBA need to pay him whatever he is requesting to get him in the in the dunk contest. But just your your guys start. Let's start there. We're gonna we're gonna lean into ease into this subject. But man, John Moran and his progression through the years, man. What what are y'all thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um I think what happened is that uh Jakob Porto thought that pretty much it was gonna be one of those almost with John Morant. And he thought he had been watching the little clips on Instagram and all that and didn't realize that Ja was gonna <laughs> finish this one on him. Uh so he definitely had a poster. But like you said, man, John's been cooking this year. You know, he actually is averaging 27.6, so almost 28 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking at uh, about six rebounds per game and 6.6 assists. So he's putting up numbers across the board. Um, I would say that, you know, that he he's one of the best players in the game right now, no doubt. I put him probably in my top 10 right now as far as players go. You know, um, but as far as MVP voting goes, I do agree with you. I do think he's a top five guy right now in MVP voting with what he's done to lift that Memphis franchise uh, that people didn't really see, you know, really being a threat as a contender going into the season. You know, everybody felt that Memphis would make the playoffs, but nobody really saw them as a contender. And Ja just has that it factor about him he just instills that belief in his teammates he just has uplifted that franchise and you know I hate to jump a- ahead of it because this may be what you're alluding to and I'm not going to get too much into it but you know I think some people in New Orleans are, are looking right now and, and looking at that guy <laughs> and, and kind of wishing that maybe draft night went a little bit different uh differently a couple of years back but you know Jai he's just he's just that dude he's just that guy honestly and um he's you know putting himself up there I saw the exchange with AI on Twitter where you know AI was basically saying that this guy is going to be an MVP in the league based upon the picture that he posted I think AI put his MVP trophy with Jai's jersey on it and Jai was just basically saying uh, you know, basically, you know, you can go ahead and pass the torch. And so he's definitely next up. Uh, and, you know, hats off to him. He's definitely must-see TV, basically. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, we had opinionated bench on him, so we got to go ahead and give our opinion, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be a little messy here. He was the, the number two pick in that 2019 draft. Uh, Zion was number one. Uh, of course, we know how talented Zion is when he's able to stay healthy. Uh, but lately, it's been a lot of drama in New Orleans, a lot of drama. I was going to address it um, in the podcast in general, but ironically, Jai just dropped 52 points. Prior to that, he dropped 44 points. Like, this guy is on a tear right now. And it's just a, it's just amazing to see how Zion um, can't stay on the floor. You know, simply put, he just cannot stay on the floor. And, um, you know, I think that the Pelicans, I, I don't think he wants to be in New Orleans. You know, let's just come out and say that. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just find it unique that somebody so young has this approach. Like, you're on your first, you're on your rookie contract. You have not proven that you can stay healthy. But yet, you're still, you're, you're taking this Kevin Durant route. No, and I wouldn't say Kevin Durant. I'll say James Harden route. 
you know, like, you know, you, you, you're gaining weight, you know, you don't want to be there as clear, you know, you're not doing anything in the media to subside these rumors of you not wanting to be there. Because I think a lot of times with these players, what's, what, what I look at, I mean, rumors, rumors come and go. But if you're not addressing these head on, especially the, these things have been ringing and you've been we haven't heard from Zion. You know, I think that it, that adds credence to the rumor, you know, and it's quite clear. I think it's his camp more, more so than him because I feel like he's too young to, to know where he wants to be. Um, I think that David Griffin, yeah, not David Griffin, right? Is it David Griffin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Griffin, I think he's done a, a decent job, you know, trying to surround him with talent. Uh, but it's like you say, always your point, Ramon, is that when you're drafted number one, you're not going to a good team. You know, you understand it's going to take some time, but I've never seen a rookie just be like, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, like that's just the wrong approach, in my opinion. And, you know, you know, right now, Jai is, is playing with a chip on his shoulder. Like, look, I should have been a number one pick. <laughs> and this guy is a legitimate, legitimate MVP candidate. Like he's a he's a Joel Embiid injury away from being MVP. If you want to say, you know, if you want to put it that way, you know, of Maybe course, DeRozan too. You got to throw DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan's in there too. Um, Jokic is in there too. But I'm just saying, you know, if 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 Embiid was to get hurt, I mean, he's up there. But you know, just Zion. I mean, let's talk about it, man. I know the Pelicans fans are gonna they're not gonna like this segment too much, but let's be. Let's give some honesty to it. Zion doesn't want to be there. Your franchise is in disarray. You got CJ McCombs, you got BI, which are legitimate stars in this league, all stars in this league. And, you know, your, your super, what's supposedly your superstar, doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, I just look at Zion and, I mean, I just look at the, just the history of things that happen in that organization. You know what I mean? I just, it's sad because they seem like they can't hold on to their stars. And when I say stars, I would say Zion is a star. When he played and he was healthy and he played 61 games in 2020 to 2021, he averaged 27 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Those are star numbers. His biggest issue has been staying healthy, you know, and when he hasn't been healthy and I've been seeing reports that he will ramp back up and then they'll have a setback. He'll ramp back up, then they'll have a setback. My question is, is this really happening or is he just like, you know what, you know, behind the scenes, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me just do like I hear reports that he's doing every he's re rehabbing on off on his own. You know, um, he's I, I don't see him at games. You know, usually when a player is hurt, right, they sitting on the sideline, at least showing some type of support to their teams. I haven't seen him at games. We obviously we, we it's been heavily reported that he didn't reach out to CJ McCollum. You know, it's like all this stuff that's mixed in, right? And then you look at the history of the New Orleans Pelicans with losing Chris Paul wanting to get out of there, with losing Anthony Davis wanting to get out of there. You start to worry that, like, what if he just, you know, trying to do the right thing and want to get out of there? You know, not do the right thing, excuse me. Do the right thing for himself. You. <laughs> New Pelicans fans just got high. They got I don't know, man. I think they have all the talent, and I think this is probably one of the most talented rosters they had in a long time if he gives his team a chance, right? If you look at them from top to bottom, this is probably the most talented roster they had in a long, long time. Easily. Easily. You know, when you look at Brandon Ingram, you look at Big Val, you look at uh, C.J. McCollum, obviously, and if you get a healthy Zion back, those players – 
right now you look at that young nucleus, you can easily give any team, and I'm serious, any team in the NBA right now a run for their money. You know, they may not win a series, but you start getting some experience and some chemistry with that type of young nucleus, you can really take off. So I really think David Griffin has done a good job with bringing talent to this team. Anytime mm-hmm. you can get C.J. McCollum for Josh Hart, a, a bona fide all-star point guard or a point guard slash combo guard, shooting guard, you can get that guy to come on your, your team and trade off, you know, Josh Hart, which is a solid role player. He's not an all-star. You're making good moves. Like, I, I just don't see the problem here. Maybe I'm we looking too deep in. Maybe he really is hurt, but – if it is what the rumors are saying that he's trying to get out of it, I just don't understand why. Yeah, no, I agree with with everything that y'all said thus far. You know, I, I haven't understood it from the beginning. You know, just like I said, and you alluded to earlier, Rob, you know, the situation that you typically walk in. We talked about this guy, Ja Morant, and we talked about what Ja has done to elevate that franchise. And in my opinion, Zion should have done the same thing coming into to New Orleans. He stepped into New Orleans with a fringe all-star player in Brandon Ingram, who then became an all-star within Zion's first year. So you stepped in already with another supporting piece that normal number one picks don't step into. And that franchise, even before making the CJ McCollum deal, you had pieces, you had players, you had young talent that was surrounding you. And he's been in a better position than to me, typical number one picks walk into so I look at both of those organizations I look at Memphis I look at New Orleans and I say that they were in similar situations when those guys were getting drafted I would venture to say that honestly for me New Orleans was a slightly better situation to me than 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 Memphis but you look at John Morant's mentality you look at him coming in and getting better every year you look at him coming in with that killer mentality that, that, hey, I'm about to take this on my back. You know what? I'm about to make us relevant. You know what? We're going to have this mentality that we're not backing down from anybody. We're going to feel that when we step on the court, we can match up with anybody. And so Ja has taken it on his shoulders. And to me, Zion hasn't embraced that same thing. And like you said, we're on the outside looking in. But from the outside, the optics don't look good. And we've heard players that are on the inside talk about it. I mean, J.J. Reddick came out and spoke and said that basically Zion is an aloof teammate, that he's kind of detached from the team. And so when you look at a guy that possesses the talent of Zion, you automatically step into a leadership role. Whether you like it or not, when you have that type of talent, you automatically step into a leadership role with the team that you're on. And to me, Zion has not shown that. He has not showcased that. And he's done to me a disservice to the Pelicans franchise who is trying to do and make moves around him. So I think it's really a disservice to them. 100%. And like I like you to add on to what you're saying, I mean, Stan Van Gunnen was there for a, a season and they got rid of him. And Willie Green has been doing a phenomenal job in New Orleans. They've been in a lot of games that they should not have been in uh, prior to the C.J. McCollum trade. And, you know, they've been winning games that you wouldn't expect uh, coming off a game against our Lakers. They, they blew us out the water. It wasn't even a contest. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm de- I'm just depressed by the Lakers right now. But, you know, it, David Griffin is doing everything he can to get that franchise on the ground. I don't understand it, you know. And, you know, like Los was saying, you know, listen to him talk. Maybe it is a bit unfair to say that Zion doesn't want to be there. But his silence is not help. It's not helping. You know, he's not 
refuting anything that's going on. So what are we to think if you're not saying, you know, like I was saying last podcast episode about LeBron, you know, not LeBron and came back and shut down the rumors of him leaving L.A. Even though I don't believe him, but at least he did it. It made me feel better. But, you know, Zion, like, what you saying, like, bro, like, you know, you hearing that, like, I'm 100% in. I don't know what these rumors are. I'm working every day to get back. He's not saying anything. He's letting everything play out. And I don't think it's fair, uh, like you said, Ramon, to the franchise. And New Orleans is a beautiful place. Uh, if you, if you're, you're a legend forever, if you're able to be successful. But I think it plays a part into his mental. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to say this, man. And, and Lo said it earlier. AD didn't last. CP3 didn't last. Both of these guys gave New Orleans seven years, and they didn't do anything to surround them with the talent that they needed to succeed. This is different. You know, this is different. You know, they like that you make you trade for a fringe all star in CJ McCollum. You, you make a coaching change when you see that's not a good fit. You bring in Willie Green, which is some young blood, good coach. And, you know, you surround him with talent and you know, he doesn't he he doesn't want to be there. You know, everything points to he doesn't want to be there. And I think it's sad. And and the thing that's the, the saddest is that he's so young. He's so young. He don't know how to lead. You know, it don't matter where you go. But with that mentality of, you know, having this arrogance, feeling like, you know, everything should be handed to you at first and not earning your stripes. It don't matter where you go. You still going to be a problem. Like you still going to be an issue. You're, you're still going to be a problem. Hey, how about you not worry about the moves at the franchise move? How about you just stay healthy? How about you just stay the right weight? You know, how about you just have this competitive mentality? You know, that's where I'm at with it, man. I know I'm sounding like an old man. I'll get off my lawn right now. But that's how I feel, man. Hey, man, that good food in New Orleans, man, it's hard, man. I've been there. I've been there. That good eating, that good Southern soul food, man. So that Cajun. That's true. <laughs> But if you have the will to win, you got to have discipline as an athlete, man. You see, B.I. still skinny. That's <laughs> Genetics, man. Slender, man. Yeah. All right. So moving on. So now we have other NBA news uh, top teams. We, we're battling with the Kyrie thing right now, and it's just being stupid. You heard a commissioner say that he doesn't agree with New York's rule. Of course, why wouldn't he say it? Kyrie Irving is box office, you know, and him not being able to play is a part of the product problem that the NBA is putting out. But I agree with him. Like, how are away teams able to play and perform that are unvaccinated? But if you're a Brooklyn Net, you can't play if you're unvaccinated. I we, We've talked about Kyrie being unvaccinated, and I we all share the sentiment that he should be vaccinated. But at this point, I'm pro-Kyrie playing at this point. It's just silly at this point. And I mean, it's been reports that Brooklyn may change the rule, but it hasn't happened yet. But um, Brooklyn, I mean, they're going to be a problem, man. And how about Ben? You know, I, I'm sure it's a shit, but it all goes in together. But Ben Simmons talking about he has a back issue and it's not has yet to make his pro debut. What the heck have you been doing the past like four months when you've been battling back and forth with Philadelphia? You're talking about you got mental issues. You never said anything about a back issue. <sighs> man, don't get me started, man. I don't want to sound like an old man. You are sounding like an old man right now. I don't know, man. I just – I look at the Ben situation. I look at the key date of March 10th, which is, you know, about a week, roughly a it's week. It's like next week. So, yeah, um, where they're going to play Philly. 
maybe he's trying to line things up to where he come back after that game. He don't have to be in the <laughs> and deal with that situation. I can definitely so, see that. So, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, you know, okay. Let me bro, just athletes these days, that. bro, I cannot, I could barely stomach them, bro. Like, I can barely stomach them, bro. Like, yeah. think about it. This is one of the athletes that we grew up watching, bro. We they would they would have that circled on their calendar, like, man, forget this franchise. I'm about to draw 50. This dude, like, oh my back hurts. I can't play. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Maybe he did get hurt ramping up, but <laughs> maybe he got hurt, hurt ramping up trying to play, but who knows what's going on? <laughs> yeah, now nah, who who knows? But uh Definitely that that situation just all around, just from so many levels of talking about the Brooklyn Nets, you know, kind of getting to the Kyrie point of it. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we all agree that that Kyrie should be vaccinated at this point. You know, I'm definitely pro vaccination. Uh, but at this point, the rules are just uh, just kind of it's just kind of weird. Like, honestly, at this point, Kyrie can literally because of the way things are now, he can attend a Brooklyn Nets home game, but he can't play in a Brooklyn Nets home game. He can literally sit basically on the bench or sit with the team or behind the team or whatever, but he can't like officially play in the game. And so I just think that it is kind of crazy the way that the rules are at this point. If it's gotten to the point where he can come into the arena and be around the team, then honestly, he should be able to play. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold because that to me is what kind of determines what I view Brooklyn as, as a team. Like, I think that it, in my opinion, this is just me personally, if Brooklyn is fully able to go and if all the pieces are there and Kyrie was able to play all games, I would pick Brooklyn to win it all. I think that they're the best team. And I think that Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Uh, right now, in my opinion, and so I would pick them to win it all. But with this Kyrie thing in flux and up in the air and him being back and forth playing games and then having to sit, it makes things just really difficult. So um, I don't really know how things are going to uh, turn out going forward. But, you know, I would kind of at this point like to see Kyrie be able to play and uh, see him play all games. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. Uh, you didn't touch on the Ben situation. I was interested to see your thoughts on that. No, I mean, I would say basically, I mean, I kind of agree with y'all's sentiments on, on Ben. Um, I do think, like Los was saying, it could be a strategic thing at this point. But, like, honestly, you you never know. Sometimes when you're ramping up, something, something might oh, happen. Oh, get out of here, man. LSU Tiger and y'all, boy. <laughs> so, something LSU. might happen, man. Yeah. I, I, I say it from this regard, you know, and I don't know Ben's history with, with back issues or anything, but I myself kind of have some back issues <laughs> every now and then. That's not funny, but it's no, no but it's not you bring it up now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying every now and then, unexpectedly, like it comes out of nowhere. Like I could be doing fine for months on and then out of nowhere, I'm having a, an issue. So, you know, it, it we're getting old, man. We're getting old. <laughs> yeah, it could be, man. I don't know. I'm just aggravated with Ben. Don't get me started. That's another 10, 10, 10 minute tangent that we that we don't need to do on this podcast because Ben has frustrated me all season. But how amazing on the flip side, ironically, James Harden and Embiid has been, man. James Harden is looking like James Harden from Houston. 
Yeah, no, definitely. They've been uh, definitely playing at a high level. Like you said, James Harden finally has that freedom again to be able to play how he played in Houston. And that pick and roll right now between he and Embiid is like kind of the most deadly (laughs) and unstoppable combination right now. And the thing is, the way that both of them get to the free throw line, too, like I think Embiid shot 27 free throws in in the, the game that they just played this past Sunday. So you're going to see some long Philly games as well because it's going to be a lot of time spent between those two guys at the free throw line. But as far as a tandem and a, and a combination right now, it's probably, you know, the best tandem or the best combo that you have in the league currently. Like with those two guys rolling, you know, I'm not rolling with the Kobe and Shaq thing just yet. I'm just not rolling with that. But they are a dominant force. So they they looking a little bit like the next couple. Bro, you a Laker fan? Were you a Laker fan? Were you a Kobe? I mean, just a little bit. I don't even know who you are anymore. I just said a little bit. All right. I don't know who you are anymore. I just want to say just a little bit. For the listeners, we all collectively been Lakers fans all our lives. And you listen to this man this episode and last episode, you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. Bro, who are you? Just a little bit. Like bro, you thought, no, no. <laughs> uh, you're right. They, they got to win a couple championships, but I, I do they agree. A couple of dilly squat. <laughs> they got to win. They got to win three championships, you know, to get on that level. They so. got to win. They got at least win one to say a little bit. I don't know, bro, because I mean, you look at. Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Wait, you look at James Harden. He's led the – listen, hear me out. He's led the league in scoring, right? He has his MVP award. You know, he had all these things. He just really hasn't had the winning in the championship. Then you look at MB, who's on his way to his MVP award this year. Like, you just look at all these things kind of coming together. I can see how the comparison is there, especially how dominant Embiid is. Embiid is – you ask me about dominance – you you you'll think of obviously Shaq is number one, but you'll put him be like right there as far as being dominant and this season and this season. I, I mean, yeah, maybe this season. Sure. B has just been ba- been banging this season, but previously he was like a Jokic just finessing. But one thing I'm going to discuss and remind we're going to discuss this as the head of the Lakers fandom <laughs> uh, club. We're going to revoke. <laughs> We're going to revoke the He got one more time. We're going to revoke right. his fandom, bro. That's like, definitely too We have strikes. to consider it. Uh, his, his fandom for hey. Lakers are, are under review. I, I don't know. LeBron hey. the GOAT. Listen, uh, man. Bro, he don't even. Bro. Listen. Listen, man. I'm not saying that they're better. But I'm just saying they win. They run off a championship this year. They run off two or I'm three. Gonna, I'm going to debunk your coach. Can it, what, what can put them in the conversation to you? When James Harden stopped playing defense. <laughs> when, when, hey, when, man, he had like when, six steals the other night. When James Harden make an all uh, NBA defensive, all defensive team, we can start talking about it, which would I'm never talking, happen. I'm talking about combos, man. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about individual. I'm talking yeah, about I like mean, combos of the players. I mean, yeah, I, I do have to – I got to see what they're going to look like this playoff run. Like, I got to see them be dominant as a team. And James going to do the magic trick. He's going to disappear. <laughs> like I think this year different, man. I think this year different. <laughs> yeah. James, I feel like James got that look in his eye. Just man, watching his last two games. Man. I Just listen. Hear me out. I know James always is a regular season player. And he disappears in the playoffs. I understand that. 
but I feel like this year it means something to him. You know what I'm saying? You go from being on three different teams in 14 months, and then you make this move here, you got to make it work. You got to make it work. I feel like he's in a situation now where it's him or MB. He knows who's getting the ball. He's dominating the ball. He's getting his guys involved. I'm just – I think this year is different. I, I got them right now going to the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Oh, you got to give me NBA Finals if we talking about that they're going to be in somewhat of a discussion with Kobe and Shaq. I mean, true, but I, I'm looking at it right now. Guarantee, I feel like they got a spot there. And that's kind of hey, saying a lot. Giving that Chuck listen, guarantee. Listen, listen, you got Miami. You got Miami over there. You got the Bucks over there. We just talked about Brooklyn. You talk about those teams, and I'm saying they're going to the East Conference finals. That's saying a lot. Bro, the, so, only way I'm you slide, the only way I'm letting you slide with that is if you give us the guarantee. That's the only way. Guarantee. <laughs> so let's do this. So who y'all got in the NBA Finals as it stands, right? Today. No games played. I, I got I got the Lakers and I'm just playing. That hurts to even play about that. But right now I got the Warriors and I got the Bucks. Okay. Right now, as it stands. Uh, I have the Warriors coming out of the West as well. The East, I'm going to stick with my Brooklyn pick, but it's like the Kyrie thing. Got if Put it this way. Ky, if something gets figured out with Kyrie, I'm confident. Brooklyn's getting there, and it's going to be them versus the Warriors. Kyrie's situation up in flux. I know I've been on the other side and haven't been talking good about them, but I'm going to actually take Philly. <laughs> After all that, I'm going to take Philly. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go the Jazz. They've been playing some really good, really, really good basketball. No, bro. What the Jazz, it? bro. It, it, I, you got. I'm gonna you just wanted it. to have a hot take, basically. Yeah, I just wanted to have a hot take. <laughs> 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 nah, but all jokes aside, I, I, I probably. I probably for the podcast sake, I don't want to trail y'all, man. No, you got to say what no, your legit opinion real. is. Like real. this is your opinion. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's Denver. I think Denver once they get Jamal Murray back, I think that they'll be a legitimate contender. Um, depending on how like Jamal that. looks, the, I like that. MPJ supposed to be coming back too. Yeah. yeah. So if they if that team can get healthy, they'll they'll be insane. Uh, Jokic, um, current uh, reigning MVP of the league. Um, but on the east side, I think it's Brooklyn, man. I, I mean, Kevin Durant is – right. Kevin Durant, man, he is turning into, like, one of those players that you like, I'm watching something special going on. And you combine that with Kyrie and Ben Simmons' talent, which I think Ky- Kevin Durant could play with anybody in the world. He's so fluid in his game. Um, but when he gets – when they when they all put it together, man, and, and I, I – you know, Ramon, to your point, I think they will figure it out. You know, rumblings have been happening. I think Kyrie, by the playoffs at least, will be able to play every home game. Man, they're going to be tough. So, I, I got the Brooklyn Nets and uh, and uh, and Denver. I like it. I, I mean, I like Denver, especially, like you said, them retooling and getting those guys back. And Jamal Murray, if he comes back anything like he was before he got hurt, He's special. He can put a team on his back by himself, and we know what Joker did. He's already reigning MVP. So 
I like that move. I can't argue. I'm just, I'm just really, it's really crazy that no, you didn't go with your boy Chris Paul. No, I'm yeah. your man crush is. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe tough, you go with man. him and the Suns because that's that team, disrespectful. That team you got, I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. disrespectful you know, to your boy. Those, that it's they are my supplemental team, just like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are in position to repeat. They're they're deeper than they they've been in the past, and yo and uh and Giannis, bro, Giannis is. He got that mentality. Like, I know y'all say my the old man on the line thing, but he remind me of the players of old. You know, you saw the clip of him telling AI, look, you the reason why I started playing basketball. And you look at a guy last year who couldn't shoot, who was missing free throws, you know, still won NBA Finals MVP, but that's no no here, no there. But now he's hitting free throws. Now he's he got a little step back. Now he's hitting threes. You know, he didn't tuck his tail in and, and say he has mental issues like Ben Simmons when he was criticized for that. So, I mean, it, you know, Giannis, bro, he, he just want to – he become one of my favorite players in the league, just his mentality alone. Nah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. I just – I respect Giannis so much, man. Just – I was telling – I was – me and Rob was talking offline about it and him going against the Lakers last game, really, you know, obviously those games are going to be prime time. Seeing that, and it was just crazy how LeBron, it was times where LeBron used to shut him down in the past. LeBron said, hey, I got him. But see, watching that game when Anthony Davis couldn't do nothing with him, when LeBron James couldn't do nothing with him, that's when I knew, like, all right. I mean, again, obviously he's been the MVP in this league, but there's been times where LeBron take on this guy and he shut him down in spurts. LeBron couldn't do nothing with him. He had fadeaways. I'm like, this dude is 6'11", fading away. He was stepping into three-pointers and transitioning. It's just scary how good this dude has gotten this fast and then to think he's only like 26 years old. How scary How scary yeah. is that? Nah, on top of that, he giving you 15-plus rebounds almost. Yeah. Oh, my God. Blocks and all, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he really is definitely setting himself up to potentially unseat Tim Duncan in that number one power forward role. I know that I, you know, was trying to say maybe AD was going to be on the road a couple of years ago, and we see how what's going on with AD. I don't, I don't even want to talk about AD, never mind. But uh, Giannis, man. He's disappointing. Man. That's one of my favorite players, but he's yeah. disappointing. Oh, 100%. Giannis just has that dog in him, though, man. He has mm. one. He just has that. He's going to uplift the franchise, just like we talked about John Morant. And that's why those guys are, are some of my probably top five players as far as players that I like in this NBA. You know, I put, you know, uh, Giannis there as one of my favorite players. John Morant has entered that. What about Dame Dollar? Dame is, is one of my top five, like, favorite players in the league, you know. Um, and so I just respect that mentality. So I definitely agree with you with that. Uh, with all that being said, though, I still don't have them going to the finals. But uh. okay, all right, cool, man. Well, real quick, we as we wrapping up, it's a new segment. Uh, it's power moves uh, in the in, across sports. You know, we come on mainly cover basketball, football, NFL, NBA, whatever, college. But power move, Pittsburgh Steelers hiring Brian Flores. How was that? How was that? What was y'all thoughts on that, man? That that that's a power move to me. Yeah, I just thought I thought it was a, a good move. And as you mentioned, a power move and it speaks to Mike Tomlin, you know, and how he still supports, you know, the, the overall cause, even though this guy has obviously knew that it will affect his job status. And he came out and spoke his truth and what he felt like was being done to black coaches in the NFL. I, I respect 
the Steelers still taking that chance. You know, it could have really went left, and um, hopefully he get, he still get this shot of the head coach. Yeah, and that, that's the thing about it. Like you were just mentioning, I mean, this is a guy that to me should have been a premier candidate as a head coach. Like I really mm-hmm. believe he should be a head coach in this league. And anytime that you can get this guy as basically a position coach, I mean, it's a power move. So uh, hats off to him for getting a mind and a guy like that on his staff. That's that's crazy. Well, shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers, to my girl, because she's a Steelers fan, to my girl, the light. She'll love that. But shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. Shout out to, um, to like you mentioned, uh, God, why am I drawing a blank on the head coach's name? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> shout out to Mike Tomlin for making that power move. Shout out to him for making that power move uh across sports for us uh we're wrapping up though we're gonna get on out of here we appreciate the ones that have lasted this long listening to us of course you can find us on our social media handles o underscore benchwarmers on twitter and instagram opinionated benchwarmers on facebook you can find the podcast on a plethora of platforms i mean too many to name we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're on google Podcasts. we're on we, we, if you want to find us, you can find us at Search Opinionated Benchwarmers. Please make sure that you have subscribed. That means more to us than you will ever know. Uh, and leave a review if you enjoyed this, of course, because that will elevate us as more. We appreciate our support. Big things coming. And until then, we're out of here. Later.